you know what? We're not going to list. Bring us a buyer. Hey, I'm only going to work with somebody who brings me a buyer. I'm sure you guys have been hearing that a lot. You've heard it for years. It's never changed. Today, we're going to deep dive uh, myself and Alden on some very killer lines and some theory behind it, too, because we like to take it to the next level about what's most effective when it comes to these situations. So Alden, welcome back to the show. Let's get right back into it, bro. Is this something you're hearing a lot still or, or not? Yeah, I hear bring me a buyer fairly regularly. This is one that most sellers, especially when they had a bad experience on the market, they don't want to go back on the market because in their mind, you know, a lot of sellers believe that all real estate agents are the same. And so they got one bad experience and they think they're going to get uh, multiple bad experiences no matter who they use. So um, it's a common one. Um, again, another one that's really not too difficult to overcome. It's more of a, a smokescreen from these people. Yeah. So, I mean, I can go first this time because I know we kind of ping, back, ping pong back and forth. So when I hear that, there's a lot of ways you can go about it, guys. Let's say I hear, hey, Brian, bring me a buyer. I say, okay, uh, what type of buyer are you looking for? I got tons. Now, a lot of times when I say that half the time, they're kind of like backpedaling like uh, 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 because they're not used to hearing that. They're used to agents going into explain mode, right? Well, you know, we—I mean, we want a good buyer, like a legitimate buyer, someone who's going to close. Great. Um, I mean, I can get you an offer in 24 hours. Is that something you're looking for? Oh, really? Or you can? It's like, yeah. I mean, it's probably not going to be the highest and best price, but we know that typically you're either going to get speed, or you're going to do it right and get the most money. Which one is kind of what you're looking for? You're looking to just dump this thing, or or get you know a quick offer, maybe cash, or you're looking to really get the most amount of money for it. And now I'm already back in control of the conversation. Okay, great. So uh, if you're looking for that type of buyer, what do you have in place right now? Let's say it's a FISBO, Mr. For Sale Bonner, to, to really verify these buyers and make sure that they're legit and they can pay you the most and that they're ready, willing, and able RWA type of buyer. Now I'm the one asking the questions, right? I mean, that's just a quick little rundown of some stuff that I say, Alden. Um, I know you you really crush it with expired uh, listings. So if an expired tells you that compared to like a FISBO and they say, well, we want the listing route. It didn't work. All then just bring us a buyer if you have them, but we're not going to list. What would yeah. you say? So I'll tell, I'll say, I'll use the same response with uh, expired listings and for sale buyers because a lot of times you'll get that much more often from the FISBO, but you'll get it from expires too. And I just, mm -hmm. I don't even really play into the frame because at the end of the day, I really don't. Real quick, real quick. When you say frame, because most people don't know what that means, yeah. what do you mean when you say frame? So when a bot, when a seller tells you to bring them a buyer, if you start engaging in that conversation, you're playing into their frame of reference. Yep. You're trapped in a box where now you've got to justify bringing mm -hmm. a buyer. Now I'm going to, I guess you could say reframe it and say, yep. so I can appreciate you bringing that up, Mr. Seller. Um, but I'm actually a listing specialist, meaning what I do for my clients when they hire me is to go out and actually find that buyer that's going to pay them the most money. And I do that in many ways. And um, which it sounds to me like is exactly what you're looking for, correct? And let's say you said that and they say, well, then you must have buyers. Why don't you just bring us a buyer? Why do we have to list? If they say that, because I know that's going to be a question in the comments, sure. even though most of people wouldn't say that. But let's say in the event that they do, what's kind of like your follow up line to that? Yeah, I would say, yeah. And, and I do come across a number of buyers. However, um, they're not particularly buyers that are probably looking specifically for your house in your area. But what I do when I'm tasked by the clients that hire me, because I spend most of my focus with them, is to actually find that buyer that's going to pay them the most money for the seller home. To your point, I say, um, you know, I can bring you a buyer, 
but are you looking for the buyer that's going to pay you the most money or are you looking for just any buyer? Hmm. Oh no, we want the most, we want the most Alden because we, we need a cash out to move to Florida. Absolutely. And that's what I've done for 12 families already this year in your same exact situation. If I could do it for them, is it safe to say I could do it for you too? Perfect. Right. And then that's a factual, emotionally impactful statement rooted in fact, because you've helped 12 expired listings so far this year. There you go. Right. Um, so a, a lot of that has to do with the delivery and the confidence in what you say. And if you say that to 10 people, how many give you a positive response to that? Uh, I mean, I would say majority of them by far. Now, again, motivation is going to be an important factor. After I say that, I'll usually go back to the motivation. And by the way, like suppose you had gotten an offer. Mm -hmm. it, it depends on if it's a FISBO or expired. Suppose you were to get an offer, you know, today. I mean, where were you guys headed? So effectively, when you do that, what I call a transitionary statement, you reframed it, right? And now with that transitionary statement, you're effectively relinquishing control from them back to yourself. And now you're going to guide the conversation by you asking the questions, right? Absolutely. It's so important to keep control. And you always have to either in your statement. This is something I see a lot of agents miss. You have to in your, your question, your statements, with a tie down or another question at the end, because the person that's in control, uh, the person that asked the questions is in control of the conversation. Sounds good in theory, but a lot of people miss it. And it has to be done. Otherwise, you'll get run off many phone calls. Well, you know, in theory, right? We can go to my old videos, Jordan Belfort's videos. Everyone in the comment section is a master. But when it comes to the actual practitioner aspect of it and doing it, they can't do it, right? 100%, 100%, man. <laughs> and, and what you mentioned, end it with the tie down or, or question. I mean, that's from the vault, right? Like close the deal, lecture number two or three, sales 101 that we teach. And Alden obviously is a student of the program and is crushing it. That's why he's working with me now at Team BC University is it's these basic things hammered until you really have them. Because when you can do that, conversation just flows seamlessly, right? Yeah, man. And, and the thing a lot of people miss too, especially people who are hesitant to get started is you don't have to be perfect. You just have a conversation. As long as you're getting the general point across and you are tying it down with a question, you yeah. will get the responses from the other party that, you, that you're looking for. I love it, man. Um, any other cherry on top or are we on to the next? I mean, bringing a buyer, it's, it's, a, it's a smoke screen. So don't even really just, you can, all, you can literally just answer it with a basic question and move on. And always, I always try to move to the either... If it's an expired listing, maybe why they didn't sell the property or if it's a for sale owner, maybe where they're going and why they want to go there. Yeah. And I want to wrap up with this statement and we'll expand upon it on the next couple episodes. Communication has its own set of rules and guidelines. Would you agree? hundred uh, percent. Yeah. And this is why it operates outside of that logical kind of stone wall structure that people try to approach it with is they don't understand this side of the fence and these rules and they want to try to apply the world's rules to this when they don't coincide necessarily, right? Yeah, and even to your point, um, you know, when we talk about keeping control of the conversation, if you allow the other person to ask questions and allow them to run the conversation, the outcome is not gonna be, not 99 times out of 100 is gonna be bad for them and also bad for you because these people don't know what it takes to sell a property. They've never done it before. or there's that same decision-making process that they used if they're an expired previously got them a failed result. So they yep. need somebody that's a professional to come in and help them make better decisions. So that it's so important to keep control of the conversation. I would almost argue it's one of the most important um, parts in the entire, you know, cold call. Love it, bro. Uh, if you guys want to utilize any of the resources we have strategy call, 
talk about our brokerage, real brokerage, you want to check out the coaching and courses, the things that we have to offer, everything will be in the description. All right. We're on to the next one. See you guys.